0: All righty, three, two, one. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the KC of the Movies podcast for November 6, thousand and eighteen. Just want to say first of all, uh, apologies for not um, releasing this sooner. This was supposed to be. This was planned actually as a uh, two-parter for the Halloween uh, podcasts. And um, there was another thing I was supposed to release as well, but I never got around to doing that. But yeah, this was supposed to be a two-part. I was supposed to rev- uh, review and talk about some uh, some scary films, and then I was supposed to talk about two classics on the second one. But as of recent events have transpired, uh, I have decided to just say fuck it and put it all together into one podcast. So I'll try and hurry this up. This is good cool, because... I was just going through some audio issues then with the microphone, and um, I've still got this fucking buzzing in the background as well I need to get rid of. But, um, yeah, the computer for some reason was fucking up, so I had to um, look at that for a minute. Uh, so, yeah, that's why the I'm starting about fucking 20 minutes late, which I'm pretty pissed about, because this is supposed to be slated for a nice spooky midnight release. Um, even though it's not really spooky time anymore, isn't it? It's uh, the 6th of November. so. Um, yeah, timing wasn't right. But really, when is timing really on my side, really? When, uh, you know... Life never really wants to give me exactly what I want. Uh, it tends to just give me something close to or sometimes something very far away from. When it wants to fuck me. Um, okay, so... At the uh, beginning of this podcast, I'll be talking about some um, fun little scary films. So I chose some of the fun ones to watch. Um, and I was talking, I be talking about two classics at the end of um, this podcast. So this podcast is nothing but scary films. This is the official Horror October recap. Um, now I believe when I told you in the last podcast, I'd be taking part in this, um, kind of Horror October challenge, this kind of list that of films that I was going to watch to try and gel myself more into the Halloween genre, um, horror genre, sorry. And to watch some scary movies. And boy, did I get around to doing that. Um, I watched quite a few yeah I watched quite a few um, there were some ones I really wanted to watch but never got around to doing because of certain um, circumstances and things getting in my way which I'm not really happy about as well so I didn't really get to do this to the fullest extent that I really wanted to but I'm still going to talk about some films that I did see um, and uh, yeah we'll see how that goes I've got the official letterbox list that I created up on the screen right now and I've and I'm so fucking organized. I've got all the movies I want to talk about. All their RMDBs up on the present already. See, I'm fucking learning. I'm, I'm fucking learning. Um, who, who knew I could be this organized? No one. Because it rarely fucking happens. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, it's, it's just been really busy. Um, and as well as my Wi-Fi being out, uh, that wasn't... So that was the major issue for not being able to upload this when I wanted to, because um, my wife was out, and I couldn't really do any, you know, go anywhere or do anything to, you know, um, record. So, and upload. So uh, I had to wait till now to do it. So I apologise for that. Um, I also had this other project that I was supposed to release um, on Halloween as well, and uh, I never got around to doing that as well because of that certain issue. But, it has been done, um, it just needs to be uploaded, but I, I figured before I did that, the original plan was always to release this podcast first, and then my other project, so, my other project will be out probably within the next week, um, so, unfortunately on the release, um, apologies on the release date on, uh, you know, putting it on, on my page on Facebook and Instagram, it was supposed to be October 31st, yes, I know, but, you know, things happen, shit happens life goes on uh, but this happened before I, I was um, supposed to uh, make I mean like a while ago before I even knew about filmmaking I was supposed to um, I was writing I actually did write a few episodes of this purge TV series that I was going to do but I just had no idea that the resources that I would need for it and it felt like I was delivering a false promise which is really I was which is what I was doing really um, delivering a false promise. Um, which is something I don't want to do it again. So, this thing, I assure you, is completed. It just needs to be released. I worked very hard on it. Um. There's, like, notes, um, documents and everything. So, it's been, it's been worked hard on. It's been, I have started devising it around, like, early August. So. Um, and it was always supposed to be a kind of spooky Halloween thing. But now we're kind of a little late. So, I guess we're going, you know, I'll have to improvise a few things. <laughs> In it, um, but it, I'm. It's probably going to be like a. Um, the only thing I haven't really planned out is how, what how many episodes there will be of it. Uh, there'll probably be about six to ten. Um, maximum, minimum six, maximum ten. So let's just say that. Uh, and that will be out probably within the next week as well. So that will be coming. That is coming. Don't don't fucking get at me for that. That's, that's coming. I mean, you can probably get at me for not releasing it when I was fucking supposed to do it, but I can assure you and I can just let you know now that that is coming out, that is going to be released. And I'm pretty excited about that. Cool. We cool? We we we, uh, we G? Um, also, on top of that, uh, I went swimming the other day and I got water stuck in my ear, so that's fun. Um, and... I don't know. My ears are kind of fucked. I don't know what's wrong with them. It only started happening around earlier this year, late last year, earlier this year, where I had an incident where I had water stuck on my ear, and I did it didn't come out for a, a very long time. Uh, last time I waited about a month and a half for it to come out because I went to the doctor, and the um, you know she just said, "Well, these things it just has to happen on its own." Uh, so. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's... Unfortunately, I just have to wait, really. I have to wait for it to come out. So it's not fun. Um, yeah, it's not a fun thing that happens because, it's you know, I can't really hear shit out of my right ear now. I, I can't listen to music properly. I can't watch movies properly. Um, and it, it really sucks. But, unfortunately, that's what's happened. And it should fall out within the next... I mean, it, it differs what... How much is in there? I'm not too sure how much is in there, but I should know. I've learned this time that I need to fucking put um, plugs in because it just sucks though. I don't want to fucking wear plugs, especially at the beach or something like that. But now that that has happened, it has to happen. Um, I have to, you know, take care of it really. Um, It's just been a really weak crazy week of bad luck, like, after Halloween finished, not even before Halloween, like, I, know, I didn't see any fucking black cats or anything, but it was, like, after Halloween, um, it, shit, shit, this was happening, shit was fucked, like, fucked me air up, and, um, me, uh, car, blinker wasn't working, so I had, had, had like, a flashbox issue, not too sure what the part is, um, but that wasn't working, so I had to get that fixed, and that cost money, even though I didn't pay for it, but, um, and then I was coming home from a party on the weekend, and I just, you know, my tire side of the fucking flat, go flat, so that's fun, that's currently sitting at my mate's place, so I've got no transport right now, that's fun, uh, yeah, really fun, so just a lot of things have happened, and it's shit, um, unfortunate things, but you know, I've just learnt that uh, life go- <laughs> pretty much just life goes on and you need to, you know... It's not permanent, so it'll be over soon. Maybe I'll talk about more about that later. Well, I should really get into the films, though, because this is going to drag on for too long. So let's let's do it. Let's get into the films. Um, so I started, I'm going to start off by talking about some <laughs> um, ones that I really wanted to see and get out of the way. So I'll start off by talking about um, David Kep's *Secret Window*. Um, it's written by David Kep. Uh, it's it's directed by David Kep. Sorry, it's written up by David Kep, but it's based on a short story from Stephen King. It's got, it's got uh, Johnny Depp, Maria Bello, and John Turturro. It's about a writer that uh, is accused of plagiarism in probably like the first five minutes by a strange guy. And, uh, and then he starts, you know, kind of, um, antagonizing him and getting in his psyche. And shit starts going fucko. Let's just say that. (laughs) Um, this was, this was an interesting watch. I, I, um, you know, people have saying this film's kind of underrated. And, uh, you know, I've always, you know, had that notion of just like, oh, it's underrated, so I might still like, I might have a bit of, bit of fun. Um, it, it was fun. Uh, I would say that the twist is very easy to guess, though. Um, after seeing a lot of films that have these two kind of twists, I guess the twist within like maybe the first fifteen minutes. Um, so I was pretty much watching the film just expecting what is going to happen, expecting that to happen at the end of the film, and it it happened, and yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was just kind of uh, I don't know. It's kind of run-of-the-mill, but I did like Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Depp's performance. Um, he was still really good in it. Uh, this was also the, around the same time as Price of the Caribbean, so you can still t- tell he's got like a bit of characteristics and mannerisms of Sparrow. But um, yeah, I think he still holds his own. Um, Bellow's good. I like John Totoro as the menacing... Um, I believe his name was Shooter, I think. John Shooter, yeah, that's it. Um, so he was good. James S. Uh, Charles S. Dutton was good as the cop. And, um, yeah, it was, I don't know, it was still interesting to watch the events unfold and how insane he gets. Uh, but then in the end, I was just like, oh, well, I, you know, I already knew that was coming and it, and it happened. So, I don't know. you don't have to rush to go watch this, but I don't know, it's still an interesting watch, I think. It's got a bit of dark comedy in it as well. Um,. So I think you might like it if you want to have like if you just want to like a light watch. This only took me like I think this is only like half. What is it? Yeah, it's only an hour and a half. So it's a nice, easy watch, um, and nothing really crazy happens in it. There's not much crazy violence. It's not really that brutal. I wouldn't really say there's much violence really. There's um, well, there's a few certain violent scenes, but that's it's not like absolutely brutal as what my next what my next film was about. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's just a, I don't know, it's just a nice, the fun, easy watch. And I think you'd be able to get through it quite easily. Um, I still kind of found it enjoyable, but again, not from it really is going to stay with me. But I'm still glad that I, um, crossed that off the Horror October list. Even though it's not really a horror horror film, it's more of a mystery thriller. Um, but I, uh, my Horror October list consisted of mostly thrillers and um, mysteries as well because they're kind of creepy. Just anything that kind of gets you in like the spooky mood, kind of like uneasiness and stuff. Um, so I'm crossing that off my letterbox list right now. So as I'm talking about this film, I'm going to cross them off the letterbox list, which is, I don't know, kind of makes me proactive. <laughs> it's going to keep me proactive, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, two things are two films I really wanted to watch, but I just never got around to watching them. Was um, I wanted to chuck some a- animated ones on there as well? So I wanted to watch Coraline, and that was on Netflix. But my Wi-Fi went out, so I never got to watch it. Um, and obviously, I couldn't, uh, you know, get it of anyone because yeah, no one would have it really. Uh, so I was going to watch that, and I was contemplating. I had Nightmare Before Christmas, and I was contemplating on watching it, but I just didn't do it. I didn't watch it, because I think... I, I was, like, debating with myself whether to watch it on Halloween or Christmas, because there's a lot of Christmas stuff in there as well. It is called The Nightmare Before Christmas, but it also is called The Nightmare Before Christmas. So... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I might watch that at like maybe like around late November or something. Early Christmas. Late November. It still kind of feels on the tail end of Hall- uh, like of October, Halloween, and, and like on the beginning of Christmas. So I think it's like kinda of like a sweet spot to watch it. So I'll wait till then to watch it. Um I also had a 3D version. I didn't want to watch it in 3D, so. <laughs> that, that was another big issue. Uh <laughs> So the next film I want to talk about is another underrated film that people are, you know, rave about. Mostly critics uh, rave about, and it's called Trick Treat. Now it's not called Trick or Treat; it's Trick or Treat. Um, it's a nice, easy watch again, hour and twenty minutes, hour and twenty minutes, really. So, you know, eighty minutes, nice, easy watch, and it's just a really cool, really cool, fun movie. Um, it's written and directed by Michael Doherty. Um, and it's based off a short that he created named season um season's greetings and the character that is in this movie is in that and that was and that was what um you know that that was what um inspired him to make this movie he got the money to make this film and uh yeah it's just a really um i was a really fun still kind of scary film uh you know it's about it's got five stories in it And, uh, so... Where where am I? I've I've actually got... So, it's got five stories in it. You have, uh, the principal, who is, um, creepily played. Love this guy. Uh, Dylan Baker. Creepily played by him. So, you get got the principal, who does some nasty stuff i don't want to i don't i don't want to spoil this one because this is this is going around people could release some spoiler re- reviews and everything but i don't want to spoil this one i want you guys to, to watch this movie and and just see what you so what you what you think for yourselves um so i won't really give you too much information about the film so you can go and there still you know um still kind of in shock by what you see because there's there is some shocking stuff in this movie So you're Principal Wilkins, you have Laurie, who's part of these girls that dress up as Disney princesses, they're going out to party, um, they're looking for young men who they call Fresh Meat, and they're virgins. Uh, Laurie's a virgin, they're not virgins, Laurie is a virgin, and they're just looking for men to party with, and, um, yeah, they're, they're tracking down, they've each got to find, like, a man, and they've got to bring them to the party. And Laurie is having trouble because it's her first time. So, um, and Laurie is also played by Anna Paquin, as you'll know from True Blood, mostly. Uh, now she is, um, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of scared, kind of uh, nervous, really. Um, and uh, they're trying to pepper up, and her kind of—that's her kind of story. She tries to find someone to bring to this party, and that's what's happening with her. You've also got. Creedy, the old man next door. Um, he has a dog that scares away kids. He, he's not really a fan of Halloween. He's a mean old bat, as they call him. As they call. <laughs> uh, and then you've got uh, kids. So that's, what's that, four? Well, that's five, really. Uh, and then you've got kids, which is the this is the fourth one. And they're just like some kids, and what they're doing is they're collecting jack-o'-lanterns to take to this quarry. And uh, they're going to plant them there because of a unfortunate accident that happened to these kids uh, many years ago. And it's pretty much offering, a, um, giving an offering to these kids and um, pleasing them. And that's supposed to be um, what they're doing. But what they're doing is... Their sinister intention. I'll, g- I'll still give you this information. Their sinister intention is to prank this uh, young girl who's a classmate of theirs, and try and uh, pretty much lock her down in the clor- lock her down in the quarry and kind of creep her out and scare her. Just do a big scary prank, and um, I'll just say things don't go that way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you've also um, got in the beginning, which is, this is the beginning scene, uh, you have a couple, and the girl doesn't like Halloween, um, she thinks it's just an excuse for everyone to dress up and act like sluts and everything, and she doesn't really guess, um, respect the tradition of Halloween, so she takes off a costume and everything, and, um, they're kind of in the start of the movie mostly, but... They are kind of they're present in some moments in the film when other characters kind of bump into each other because these kind of stories are really cool because they interweave with each other, and you can kind of see them interacting with each other throughout the film. And you're like, oh, that's that character from that other story, and it's really cool just to see them um, cross paths, really. Because there's some there's a scene on the street there, I remember where uh, one of the one of the people from the stories bumps into another person from the st- one of their story, and then it's bumped on the street like it's just like, oh, right. But it's just like a cool little moment like that that I was like, oh, that's that's, that's nice, I like that. Um, what I did love about this was the cool opening kind of comic book style titles that opened this film. Um, really aw- awesome and done, loved it. Um, I guess it was to kind of set the tone and the themes of the film. The themes have been like tradition, respecting tradition, you know... Um, If you don't respect these traditions, this demon named Sam is going to fucking kill you. So, uh, yeah, and I forgot to mention about him. He's present at like, pretty much all of these stories when things take place and events happen, occur, really. He's always present at all of them. He's this little boy named Sam, and he has a lollipop. And That's all I'm going to say. And he's always present at all of the um, occurrences. So, yeah, the, the the opening scene was, like, really cool comic book kind of style. And it was kind of giving me the tone. of just, like, this movie's not like It's not crazy scary. It's just this fun kind of ride. This short and sweet ride. And uh, that's what this movie is. It's just a really... It's still scary, but at the same time, it's really enjoyable. And just, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, even though... There is a few jump scares towards the end that still got me. Um, and I'm not a fan of those. But, they, you know, they're... They're earned and um, they're just fun. They're, they're just, you know, they're fun. I can't find any other words other than fun, but this movie is just this movie is just a really fun time and it's a good time to watch during Halloween time because it just kind of gets you in the mood for it even though we don't really celebrate it that much over here in Australia. But um, with movies, um, I decided to like, this year I decided to just kind of like celebrate Halloween through movies instead of doing it all up here. I didn't really do shit on Halloween here. Um, but I just watched a lot of scary films throughout October. Um, not a lot, but like the ones I wanted to, you know... I got through some. And this is the ones we're talking about, obviously. And, um... You know, I just like how the film plays with expectations, really. Especially with one particular story. Um, and they just... The director just knows what he's... What he's doing. What he's doing. And, uh... He just has... Um... You know, he just likes playing with those audiences. Kind of, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of misconceptions, and he just kind of weaves this kind of really cool pulp fiction kind of style. Cause there's like, again, these stories in a wheel of each other. So yeah, kind of pulp fiction. Kind of, I don't know, seven psychopaths. Like uh, that's a weird one to put in there, but that's got a lot of stories in it. And I just like how these stories really nicely coalesce with each other. And it's just it just makes for a really enjoyable watch. And I had a lot of fun watching this film. Even though there were some bits that still scared me. I was still like, oh, jeez, volume down. You know, volume down, look away. But um, i definitely watch this again, uh, especially with friends. I think this would be a good movie to watch with your mates. Not by yourself. I think it's a good movie to sit down Halloween time or around October and watch this movie. you Particularly, I would say Halloween because there's a lot of Halloween stuff in this movie like pumpkins and trick-or-treating and everything. It's called fucking Trick-or-Treat for God's sake. So, i definitely watch this maybe close to Halloween or on Halloween really. And I think it's a great time to watch. It'd be a great time to watch with your friends, I think. You better, you, I think you've a lot of fun with it. So it really was one of my favourite ones I watched, really. Um, yeah. So that's Trick or Treat. Check that out. Now, that came out in 2007. And it was released around Halloween as well and during um, that time. But the thing was, with the release, it kind of was released and then forgotten about. Which is why it's becoming more of a cult following. Has, has more of a cult following. Um, people seem to love it nowadays and it especially becomes a very underrated Halloween film. So... Halloween style film. So, yeah, that's cool. So, that's Trick or Treat. um, And I'm going to finish off with this section with Scream. Uh, Wes Craven's Scream, yes. This movie was really, also just really fun. Um, I've never seen this, the original. I never saw the original. I've only seen three and four for some reason. That was when I was young, so I don't really have, you know, more of a. I don't really have much of a developed brain, so I can not really, under, you know, get all these references and everything. Because this movie is packed to the brim with tongue-in-cheek dialogue, uh, themes that poke fun at horror movies, horror movie cliches, like a lot of things that I that I wouldn't have probably picked on up on if I was a kid or watched it earlier, even before I went to film school. Really, I don't think, because um, I guess I think going there obviously really, you know boosted my knowledge and um, my um, analysis of film which is what it's designed to do (laughs) Um, so yeah Scream released in 1996 which is when I was born um Craven was director and it was written by Kevin Williamson it's got Neve Campbell Courtney Cox David Arquette Matthew Lillard um and Skeet Ulrich, who plays Billy Loomis. Now, Loomis is obviously uh, Dr. Loomis from Halloween, which that's a cool little nod to Halloween, which is what I like. This movie is like just packed to the brim of tongue-and-cheek dialogue and nice nods and poking fun at horror movie stuff, which is... Um, yeah, I, I'll get into some of these because I, I, I want to talk about a few of them that I really noted down. I've got like a couple of notes here that I've noted down while watching the film. Um, but I just had a lot of... just It was just a fun movie. There's a lot of... Those those more jump scares than I would have cared for. I think uh, more more so than Trick or Treat. I think I had more fun with Trick or Treat, but this one was still fun, and I'm glad I watched it now um, than before. There's also some really cool kills in it um, that make for a really fun slasher film. Um, good time, as they uh, as they say. Right. i got some dialogue here that I've written, and I don't know how how the fuck they came out. Um, I think she said, like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, Really liked the opening with Drew Barrymore. That was cool. I think it was, like, the first 13 minutes. Um, That was really cool. Brutal. Um, Again, poking fun at horror films and its cliches and its rules, really. This film really likes to play with the rules of a horror film, a slasher film, really. more of a slasher film, I'd say. Um, it really likes to play with like um, what what you really expect from a slasher film and what has been been is is becoming like the norm for it really, and what is um, its formula. There you go. It's Formula. You know. Eventually, you find the words. <laughs> Um, yeah so I love the opening Drew Barrymore that was cool you know the menacing voice in the phone call talking about her favourite movie and everything and then she's you know lying about things and then she gets her comeuppance she dead spoil it <laughs> um, Henry Winkler was in the movie I had no idea that was really cool he was the school principal um, I talked about B- Billy Loomis being Halloween um, I liked how the janitor was a little nod to Craven's previous work Nightmare on Elm Street the janitor was dressed as Freddy Krueger Um, and I'll talk about, yeah, the kill's really cool. The garage kill was cool. The whole garage scene, really, with, um, I believe her name was, uh, but what was her fucking name? Rose McGowan's character? Tatum, that's right. Uh, Tatum, her character, which is Rose McGowan. Um... That was really cool, especially the garage door. That was really, that was a really awesome scene. Um, and then I, I don't know. I liked how people were able to fight back to the slasher. Now, when you with normal slasher films, like with Halloween, for example, Michael Myers is like this fucking force. He's like this supernatural force that you can't fuck with. No matter how many times he gets stabbed, shot, he still comes back, and we know that because there's fucking eleven films about it. Um, and then you've got like Friday the 13th where Jason, you know, he can be, you know, I guess stads, but he still always, he always comes back. Freddy Krueger always comes back. Um, this guy, because this guy is actually a fucking dude, um, a person, he, um, you know, he can be stopped. He can be kicked. He gets kicked a lot. He gets the shit kicked out of him sometimes by Nev Campbell. Um, McGowan sometimes gets her, you know, her fight in. Um, the guy that played, uh, Courtney Cox also gets her a fucking fight. I just like that this person wasn't immortal. He, the, he, this person could be killed, but it was still kind of menacing because of the face. That, you know, the ghost face mask has been it's become iconic over the years. And, um... I always thought, like, oh, that was, like, a supernatural being. Especially when I was a kid, I was like, oh, that's a supernatural being. Like, that's a person uh, that's, like, possessed or something like that. It's, it's a scary film. Scary, scary, scary. But when I watched it, I was just like, oh, this is... No, this is just a good time. Um, but then this person is just a dude in a mask that wants to kill people. That's the thing. And I liked, I liked his reasoning. He, you know, he has a reason for doing all this stuff. Um... Although you'd he, think he'd kind of get rid of that grudge, but I guess not. Um, that would make him more crazy, I guess. I uh, never showed his. I've got a, again. I've got these quotes here that I've written down, and I haven't put the context behind them. Uh, never showed his, her, his. Never showed her tits till he was all oh, right. Okay, I think that's when he was talking about they're watching Halloween and he's talking about Jimmy Lee Curtis and he said, Oh, you never showed her tips till she was legit. Um, yeah. So that was, I don't know, that was a fun little quote I liked. <laughs> I just wrote it down, I was like, oh, That was funny. Um, and then, you've, of course, you, you've got the rules that this character goes on about. I need to get his name because I'm just going to keep, say, say, keep saying this character. I think it's Steve? I think it's Steve or Neil? might be Steve. It might be Steve or Neil. Um, He talks about, like, the... So, they show Halloween in the movie, and he talks about the rules of Halloween, so it's, like, never have sex, never do drugs and alcohol, never drink and, you know, drink, and then never say, um, I'll be right back, and then, like, disappear into another room because, obviously, you're going to get fucking killed. Um... And it it played with those aspects as well. So like when he's saying that there's a sex scene going on and then Matthew Lillard's character decides to joke with him and say I'll be right back and then falls into another room. He was just really cool. He was really awesome in this movie. I love Matthew Lillard, dude. He's really cool in this movie. And he's also great in Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. (laughs) Um. But no, Matthew Lillard's just great. He's a great dude. I watched an interview with him the other day. He's just a really chill bloke. Um. And I liked how it was kind of ironic that he was last in the house and he was watching Halloween and then, you know, the ghost faces behind him about the killing. That was really cool. Um, oh, yeah, that was another quote. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry about those quotes that is coming out of nowhere, but I've got this thing where she goes, um, so when you find out who the killer is, uh, when she Sydney Sydney Prescott goes, fuck you, and he goes, fuck you. No, we already played that game. Uh, I just thought it was really cool, tongue in cheek dialogue. <laughs> um, no, thanks. What's the web is? where is? It? Oh yeah, that was that's right. That was an extra credit bit. Uh, before I get onto like this little cool little Easter egg, that's f- really a little Easter egg, but it was the cool little like "fuck you" at the end of the credits that I really liked. Um, I just li- I just really liked how you know Wes was able to make this movie because he's he's like makes a, he made a slasher film, Nightmare on the Street. He's made this character Freddy Krueger. And he was able to pretty much poke fun at what he did with those films. He was, you know, with all the sex and the, you know, the rules of it at all. And just this really cool tongue-in-cheek dialogue that I really, really like. This clever dialogue that I was always picking up on. And I'm like, oh, that's, 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 well, it's just a well-written, fun, another fun movie. Fun, fun, fun. Fun's the word of the fucking day, ladies and gentlemen. Really fun film. Um, And then I'll just mention this extra credit at the end. So at the end of the film, and if you go down to the bottom of the credits, it says, uh, No thanks whatsoever to the Santa Rosa City School District Governing Board. I don't know what happened there with Craven or the producers or anything, but something must have happened because he wasn't happy about it, or maybe that's another joke. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. So that's it, that's Scream. And if you probably you probably have seen Scream, but if you haven't, do give it a watch. And especially if you're like you're an adult and you haven't, you know, you never watched it as a kid, I reckon you appreciate it more in your adult. Um, it just has a lot of stuff packed in it. It's got a lot of substance, I'll say. Um, and at the same time it's been a really, really enjoyable film. So I'll definitely return to that one, Scream. Right, I can knock that off me calendar. Me, uh Me letterboxed. Good treat. Knock that off my letterboxed. So let's finally end. It's 10 to 12. I need to wrap this up. Let's finally end by talking about some classics. So before I watched a title film of a certain holiday, I finally got around to watching Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. So let's fucking talk about it. Let's get into it. So glad I, 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 again, so glad I watched this. Um, so glad I watched this as an adult. So fucking glad I watched this after going to film school and doing everything. So fucking glad I did. Uh, at the same time, I was like, "Oh, I'm missing out," but like, no, I really, really like. I I was like, "No, I'm so glad I watched this afterwards." Um, let's start off with the score because the film opens with the fucking score, and it's amazing. Um, it's just so chilling and um, sets the atmosphere for the film. It's very, very creepy. This film is a very creepy movie. It's not scary. It's not jumpy. There might be a few jumpy bits. Um, but it's not really... I wouldn't say this is a horror. I'd say this more as a psychological thriller. Um, yeah, I'd probably say that it's... But if you want to give it as a horror as in, like, this man pretty much wants to kill his family and he's going insane, that's pretty horrible. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, So I I guess you could say that, but... um, Yeah, I don't know. I'd say this more of a psychological thriller, I'd say. More leaning towards, you know, that end. Um, So the score is great. It plays a lot it's more of a character throughout the film, really. Um, and it's also... Some of it is just like sounds I picked up. It's just sounds being mixed together and, and I really got to credit it to the um, the sound mixing people for that. Um, it's just pe- things just together. Sounds are together and they've created the score. It sounded like kind of creepily orchestral. Um, and, uh... You know, I really... I really, I really, really appreciated it. Um... Yeah, let's just get on to the performances. Fuck it. Jack Nicholson's performance is incredible. It's suck it's 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 everything that's been talked about. It's everything that's been hyped up about. It's 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 been it's said it's one people have said it's one of the best performances of all time and I wholeheartedly agree. This is one of the best performances I've seen in film. Um I can finally say that myself now. I can't just say, "Oh, yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's good." He is good in The Shining. I can finally say, Jack Nicholson's performance in The Shining is one of the best fucking performances I've seen on film. It is so tormenting, so, it just makes your skin crawl, it's so creepy, and you're just like, like some, sometimes you cringe, but, some, but sometimes, you know, you're invested, you're, you want to know what's going on within this guy's mind, what's ticking in his brain, What what's making him go so fucking insane? And then he's just like this, just kind of, uh, just this, I can't, he's like an animal really. It's like he based his things off like this creature. Um, but I'm so going to give it to Jack Nicholson because he really elevated the film to a, a very just exponential level. Um, wow, phenomenal performance. My God. Gave me the fucking chills, man. Um, i got to give it to Shelley Duvall as well. Now, she's kind of been shit on. um, But I think because of the torment that she had to go with, now, even though the backstory with this, like, Stanley Kubrick wasn't so kind to her during during the time and and this film was being made and on set. So, you know, he put her through a lot of, pretty much, psychological torment as an actress and more than an actress should go through. But, But then back then, like, people, directors were getting away with the fucking most heinous shit and, um, you know, people are just like, oh, that's the, they do it for the art, oh, they do it for the art, and they do it for the, um, they, you know, look at the film, that's why it's so good. Uh, nowadays, that shit wouldn't fly, obviously. Um, another, perform- another example would probably be uh, Alfred Hitchcock's throwing birds at his lead actress in, in The Birds. But that that shit wouldn't fly today, especially with today's, you know, WHS guidelines, um, what to, what things, what things are expected on set and everything and just, you know, being a good person, (laughs) just being a respectful person and being um, polite to everyone on on your set. Um, So I got to say, I really, really liked the performance. It's very, it's so tired and devastated. And I really feel it. Danny Lloyd is also really good. uh, One of the best child performances I've seen. Um, And he's also just really creepy as well, with his little invisible friend, Tony, telling him to do everything. Um, I liked... I don't have the... Do I have the actor for who played Dick? Um, Dick O'Halloran, really. The guy who played Dick O'Halloran, he was good too. Um, His gift that he shares with Danny, The Shining, which is what the movie is called. Um, you know, th- they have the really cool scenes together. The scene where he talks about ice cream. Um... He wants to give him some ice cream and he tells him all about these things that have happened and Danny knows exactly what's going to happen. He has these visions and everything. He knows what he's going through. Uh, it's just a nice little back and forth. Good chemistry, though. Um... What else would I talk about? Uh, the imagery is also really fucking... Again, this movie is just really creepy. Uh, the imagery the two girls the twins that was that's fully ingrained in my brain right now um just like some moments for hereditary are forever ingrained within this brain um that rhymed um yeah they're there they're definitely there they're fucking creepy as fuck play with us forever and ever no fucking thank you get out of there I'll tell you what I'll be not be spending my holiday at the fucking overlook. Holy shit. <laughs> um, uh, then you've got the lady in the bathtub. That scene was so weird but so cool. Um Yeah, that was that was really good. Uh oh, what else? Fuck. Uh <laughs> I'm trying to think of every image that he sees. Oh, yeah, just fucking people just popping up everywhere, like the skeletons and just people just popping up, especially near the end where um, Wendy herself sees it all. Like, that is just crazy. Um, And that kind of eggs on to the end of what I... Well, pretty much my interpretation of the movie. Um, What I think, anyway. Um, Really liked Lloyd. Lloyd the bartender. I'm pretty sure that guy doesn't blink. I was watching. I'm pretty sure that motherfucker does not blink. Then you've got Grady, who was the guy who killed everyone. Um, his whole family before... You know, um... Jack moves in. So, yeah. Um... Overall, very creepy film. Plays a lot with psychological torment. Uh... Just... Really skin... Skin-crawling... Chilling film. Like, I wasn't... I heard all the praise and everything. I was like, surely it can't be that good. But it is really that good. It's... It's a fucking awesome film. Great film. Um, it does go for two and a half hours. Well, so i say the length is pretty long. But... I don't know. Everything's kind of worth it. Kubrick kind of fucking nailed it. So... And it was, it's funny because King didn't like this interpretation of it. And in the book, um, the character of Jack is, you know, um, he's a nice guy. He's a normal guy. More than a nice guy, but he's like a normal guy. Um, uh, I think it's Terrence. Tor- Tor- Torrance, Torrance, that's it. Uh, Jack Torrance. is kind of like this normal guy. He's not like this kind of character who Jack Nicholson is portraying in this film. But Kubrick said from the beginning that this character was supposed to be... This, you know, this is who he is and this is what's happening to him. Now, they could have played this... Um, if they got a different director, I, I guarantee that they would have done it as if, like, oh, this is so shocking that he's, what he's doing, is telling his family. But I kind of liked how this character is who he is. Like, he's still... He's an alcoholic. He's hit. He's there's an there's an implication that he has hit Danny before, and he's not very nice to Wendy. He's very nasty to Wendy throughout the whole, pretty much throughout the majority of the film. Um, the bat scene, iconic. Wow, loved it. Um, and then you've got just the scene in bed where he's just telling all these things. You got the scene where he's on the typewriter. He tells her to fuck off. Um, where it's it's his time. Um, now I have those moments of I you know want to be isolated as a writer and everything but like you know I wouldn't want someone to come over and just they wanted to come over and say no fuck off this is my writing time but you know this is obviously he's going He's starting to get crazy so that's what's happening to him He's, he's driving his family apart so I, I liked that. I liked how watching that character start there still being that kind of person but then deteriorating into something much more sinister and. Um, I just really had... I just fucking loved this movie. It was, a, I loved it. It also has some of the best cinematography I've seen. Now, this film is from, what, 19... Uh, I believe it's 1980. Yeah, 1980. This film is from 1980, and it has some of the best cinematography I've ever seen. Ever seen. Um, more specifically, camera work. Um, like, the camera... Like, the awesome tracking shots, the good... The kind of, you know, playing with expectations in the dining in the, um, in the bathroom where it kind of plays of crossing the line in terms of film rules. You can't, you know, there's a cross, there's a line you can't cross, the 180 degree rule. Um, it plays of a lot of crossing that line and I know why, I, well, I, I you don't really know really, but like I am kind of guessing that's what Kubrick did. That's why, that was his intention to do that, to kind of, put the audience more on edge and be like, oh, this is not normal kind of thing. So I liked that and I have I just really liked... I love when he's bashing in the door with the uh, axe and the camera stays. I don't know how it does it. It goes from that to stagnant to that to start Moving to stagnant. Moving to stagnant. And then it stays perfectly... It just stays perfectly still when he slices... When he, um... Slices. When he... When he chops the axe into the door. He just... It just... The camera stays... It just... It, um uh, whips, it whips, whips, whips back, stays, whips back, stays, whips back, stays, and then just fucking, oh, it's so fucking good, oh, I loved it, and, uh, fun fact, uh, Jack Nicholson had, uh, firefighter training, or well, used to be a firefighter around that, so, they built these prop walls, but he was like, when he was doing the axe, he knew exactly how to cut the door down, so he was destroying these doors, like, very easily. So they had to build normal doors, and these are normal doors that he's bashing down, not prop doors. So, little fun fact there if you didn't know that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about this film. It's fucking incredible. Um, it's a really, really creepy film, I don't know if it's the creepiest I've seen. I don't know. Maybe I need to watch it again to maybe appreciate it even more. But on my first watch, I've got to say it's one of the best horror films I've ever seen in my life. And, um, one of the best thrillers. Hands down one of the best thrillers I've ever seen. There's... It's no wonder this thing has been, you know, revered by critics and movie lovers and cinephiles alike. Um... It's... Fuck, it deserves all the praise it gets, really. Um, Now, with the ending... So, my interpretation is... Now, you get the ending, you get the picture with him in the picture... And it's like 1926, I believe. Um, You know, you get the picture... And then you're like, what the fuck? He's in the picture. So, what does that mean? So, this is what I think it means. I think the hotel is kind of like this evil entity... And it claims it's it's claims victims. Now Grady, now what supports this for me really is Grady's Grady being there. Now that he's still kind of he's dead, but technically his ghost is there, so he's still part of the hotel. I kind of think Lloyd is also there, and everything everyone that's in the ballroom when he goes through the um, room and it's it's everyone's at the ball. I believe they were all people that might have died in the hotel. Or got you know you know were were a caretaker or something like that. The hotel has these people and it traps them forever. Their souls forever. Um, and that picture to me said, okay, I've got a new victim, and my victim, my new victim is Jack Torrance because you know even though he didn't kill his family, um, he's well he's dead because you know he freezes in the fucking snow. Spoil he He's freezes in the snow. So. It is claimed its next victim and he is now part of that kind of ghostly society um, that is in this in the Overlook hotel so that's what I believe I'd love to hear other people's other people's interpretations I still haven't talked to this people about this my certain interpretation I talked to one of my best friends about it but and uh, she kind of felt the same so I want to talk to someone that kind of has a different opinion because I you know this film really encourages discourse as well. And discourse is one of my favorite things, really. When it comes to film, when it comes to things I actually want to talk about and and get involved in discourse, it's what I want to do. So that's The Shining. Fucking great movie. Great fucking movie. And let's finish off with Halloween. John Carpenter's 1978 Halloween, the original. I watched this on Halloween and, um, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get why it's so good. Um, first of all, we, we start off with a beautiful uh, POV shot of Michael killing his sister. Beautiful, beautiful. Well done. So much tension in that scene. So well done. So good. And then you've got him outside with the parents and he's so really confused and everything. And then on Halloween night, um... Gemma Lee Curtis, who is, uh, Laurie Strode, she, um, you know, she's babysitting, and then, um, Michael Myers comes back to kill her. Comes to the town of Haddonfield, um, to kill everyone, really. Um, yeah, the score's amazing, it's incredible, it's iconic for a reason, um, love the score, uh There is very few jump scares, which is good. I really liked that. There is a couple there that are obviously, they're earned. And this is how you do jump scares right, really. But this is, this is back in 1978, so what are you going to do? You know, film is kind of... Re- film has, especially horror genre, has revolutionized over the years. And, and, you know, new things have been introduced. And one of the current trends is fucking false jump scares, which is the fucking worst, and I hate it so fucking much. Um... This film has none of that. It actually has jump scares that will frighten you and scare you. And um, and there's only like three or four of them really. Uh, that I could pick up. And I really like this film, I really enjoyed it. Track and shots are beautiful. Cinematography is some of the best I've ever seen, especially from this error of time. Um, Donald Pleasence as Doctor Loomis. Fantastic. Jamie Lee Curtis is great as becoming as an upcoming screen queen. You can tell that she's gonna become an up and up and coming screen queen because she'd be screaming. A lot. <laughs> um, great. Just a really, 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 really good film. But there's things about it that I didn't really like as well. Like it has its flaws, really. Um, her, her friends are shit. Like, the actors are terrible. The performances are shit. And I did not care about them. And once they died, I was like, Oh, fuck yeah. Nice. <laughs> and like... The uh, particularly Annie, I think her name's Annie. She annoyed the fucking shit out of me. Holy shit, she annoyed the fucking shit out of me. First of all, she couldn't act, and then second of all, ah, oh, she's just fucking. She was just like Jesus, Christ. like, and then and then you've got her friend who is, uh, what's her name? She's fuck, uh, Linda totally 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 every fucking five minutes the gun says totally every five fucking five minutes jesus you want to shut the fuck up and then you know you've got a lot of theatricality with the kills going back to the positives you've got all theatricality with the kills you've got the judith judith Myers gravestone which is really cool that little kill you've got the pagan bob on the on the door that was really cool Um, liked that. Um, and then you've got Loomis. Fucking Michael up in the end. Loomis, baby. Fuck! Bang, bang, bang. Down you go. Uh, But we all know that wasn't the case. Even though this most recent film has retconned pretty much all of the other Halloween films, and saying that there's a direct sequel to that, Halloween 2 brought him back, and he was killing in the hospital. People still like Halloween 2. Um... But that one's directed by John Carpenter, I believe it was Rick Rosenthal who directed that. Fuck off. Fucking bug on my screen. Um uh, Yeah. So yeah, back to the cinematography. Uh, one of the best scenes in the film is when he she's backing forward backing, sorry, going back, and he's he's kind of mask appears for the darkness, and then he slashes her arm, and I see that's why they call him the shape, because he's kinda of, he's kinda of like this shape in the darkness. His mask is not really has no emotions. Emo- You know, in the later films, they added eyelashes, eyebrows. Why the fuck they do that? I don't know why. Um, Because the scary thing about Michael Myers is he's he's kind of not really human anymore. He's kind of like this force that is just frightening and is unstoppable, really. And then he can pretty much, um, you know, survive anything, really. And he's just like this... He's a shape. He's just not... He's not a human. He's an... He's a... He's a creature. He's an entity. Um, and that's what I liked about that. He's pretty much, who Dr. Loomis says, he's pure evil. Um, and that's what kind of played on more of the factor of just like, oh fuck, I need to, you know, this this guy's threatening and this is why, you know, that I get why these characters are so scared of it because this guy is pretty much unstoppable and you cannot kill him he's just a freaky motherfucker. He's also taken stalking to a whole new level. There are so many shots where the camera is like behind him. It's like a dirty over the shoulder of him watching just people in the background. He's a mad stalker. So, um, yeah, he's a fucking mad stalker. And then you got the car that he's driving around. There's also one scene that didn't really make sense to me. So, there's a couple of scenes where she's looking out and then she sees him and then he disappears. And then there's one scene where she's looking, and then he's in like her clothesline, I think. And then she and she's still looking, and he disappears in shot. And I was like, well, okay. Does that play on the notion that he is kind of an entity, and he can do whatever he wants? He can move through space and time, however he wants to. Um, or is that just kind of like an editing thing, and they fucked up? <laughs> uh, again, I don't know. Maybe Carpenter has. Answered about that uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know for sure to me if I want to believe the notion and the theme that this is pure evil this is a supernatural entity this is a uh, this is a this is not a human this is this is a thing uh, this is a shape I I'm gonna go with the with the, uh, with the interpretation that that is playing on that aspect um, and playing on that um, theme of him being an entity instead of being human. He can just disappear in shot. He disappears like out of thin air. The car disappears as well, by the way, um, in one of the shots. But that's what I thought. So overall, yeah, really, really liked the film. Again, it's only an hour and 30 minutes. I liked how short it was, nice and short and sweet. 90 minutes, pack it up. Lovely. Love Donald Pleasant's performance as Dr. Loomis. Uh, liked the sheriff as well. Not too sure he played him, but liked him. Um, didn't care much for her friends, but I did care about Jamie Lee Curtis. That's all that matters really. Laurie Schrode is the person you're supposed, you know, you're supposed to care about. And I'm yet to see the new Halloween because I wanted to watch this one first. Because I didn't really just want to go watching the new Halloween and just be like, oh, we're just going to watch it anyway. I wanted to watch this one to like kind of, you know, because I know who Michael Myers is, but I'm not really, I haven't really bought, I never really bought into the lore of it, and I never really, because you know, I didn't watch horror films, so I never really bought into. You know the whole the whole mythos of him, um, and his character. So I kind of just like never really thought about it, but now I'm kind of really invested, and um, I'm probably going to watch the franchise, <laughs> even though it's been all been retconned. Um, but I'm going to get around to watching the franchise, I think, because I liked what I saw in the first one, and I get why this is a classic. This is a classic horror film. People, these films are not made net like this nowadays. This is a classic. And, um, there's a reason why it is. So, I really enjoyed it. And I really recommend If you haven't seen Halloween, you just check it out. Just check it out. Watch it. Shame goes with the fucking Shining. I, however, would say I liked the Shining more than Halloween. Because the Shining just fucking blew me out of the water. So, I'd, I'd say, yeah, I'd say the Shining was good, too. So, let's just say, let's mark those off. Halloween, the Shining. Cool. And that brings me to an end. It's fucking 20 past 12. It's way past what I said. <laughs> I, I would uh, release this. That brings me to the end of the horror October recap. Um, it, I've done it. Uh, Secret Window, Trick or Treat, Scream, Shining, Halloween. Um, those are the films I got around to watching. I got around to watching some other ones too, but I just I don't have time to watch. I don't have time to talk about them. Uh, so, yeah, I, I pretty much recommend all of these films, um, you know, Secret Windows a nice, easy watch if you want to get that out of the way, it's a nice little creepy mystery thriller, Trick-or-Treat's a nice, fun, enjoyable time to watch with your friends, Scream is a good time, nice tongue-in-cheek slasher, and The Shining is just a, uh, pretty much a benchmark of, uh, horror filmmaking, and Halloween is just a classic that has, you know, has aged especially the performances, but still holds up to this day, I think. And I pretty much, yeah, i recommend you all watch those. Maybe next Halloween you'll get around to watching them as well. Maybe next Halloween I'll get around to watching more of the films I wanted to see and have a new Horror October list. Um, But what I saw was, I enjoyed what I saw, so I guess you can fully say that I'm in the horror genre now and I'm really keen to watch them. Um, I just won't watch the shit ones. Like The Nun. Fuck The Nun. <laughs> um, however, I haven't seen The Conjuring or Conjuring 2, but I just heard The Nun was shit, so I'm going to skip it. So I'll probably get around to watching The Conjuring. People have been recommending me to watch The Taunting on Hill House as well on Netflix, so maybe I'll get around to watching that. I don't know. Um, but that's also made by Mike Flanagan, and he made Hush, and I really liked Hush. Uh, so, yeah, maybe. So cool, I just want to say before I wrap up, um, this was a fun thing to do, I, really, I had a lot of fun doing this, um, even though I'm not really, I wouldn't really consider myself well versed in the horror genre, I'm not really a fan of it, I'm such a bitch when it comes to horror films, I still, even if someone watching when, uh, watching some of these films, I still turn the volume down and at some points have looked away, looked through my hands, because I'm that much of a fucking, you know, puss <laughs> when it comes to these things. I still had quite a lot of fun of this um, with this, and I look forward to doing it again next year. I'm also so glad that I watch these movies with a fully developed brain. Um, uh, I don't know what scientifically what the age is when your brain is fully developed, but I'm glad I'll be able to watch it knowing my brain um, with its with its film analysis and um, my prior knowledge of um, filmmaking and what I've learned from film school and what to look out for. I had so much more appreciation for these films when I watched them and um, what these, how, how they came to be made and what the directors had to go through the writing process, everything about them. I did a lot of research on them as well. Um, and it really inspired me as a filmmaker, some of these films, especially um, some of the little underrated ones that no one really heard of. Um, and maybe I should have watched these before I made my third short film, although I'm still pretty proud of that one and confident that we made a good film there. Maybe I should have watched these and try to get more techniques to try and develop them uh, for that one. But, for now, I guess I can just take them into my system and take them into my brain and just, um, you know, over those techniques and remember them for next time that I just dec- if, I, if I ever decide to make a horror film or a thriller, another thriller, um, short film or feature, uh, I can, you know, look at that. But, I also talked to a lot of people who love horror films during these films. I got a lot of great suggestions to watch all these horror films. Um, and I appreciate those suggestions from those people that talk to me about it. And, um, yeah, I just really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this and I'm so glad I watched them now. Because I feel like if I watched them before, before even before going to film school or when I was a kid, I wouldn't appreciate them as much as I did now. So I'm really glad I did it. And that's been your horror October recap from uh, Yeah Boy here. Just before I go, um, I've just been—I I don't know—lately I was in a slump uh, lately, and uh, I was—I was talking to my friends and everything because I believed like it was just another thing that's happening, slipping into depression once again. Um, same thing happened last October. Really was one of my worst months of my life, worst times of my life really mentally. Really, in a bad place. And I I was had that recently for a couple of weeks, and uh, you know I wasn't really as bad as I was last year, but it was getting to that point where my brain was just like, "Well, you're shit, you're shit, nothing matters, blah blah blah." You know, you'll do nothing, you're doing nothing right now, so why the fuck would you be, you know, bother doing that? So you just got to like, again, it's not permanent. Uh, you're gonna feel better. Uh, in, in time. But, you know, it, it's going to feel shit. But as of now, I'm kind of through it because I've been writing again. And what doesn't help is really not, not having Wi Fi didn't help at all. Um, so I couldn't really, you know, uh, release things through my creative outlet um, and get things out and bash things out. I couldn't write. I wasn't in the mood to write, really. But now I'm writing again. Um, writing the feature film again, writing other things, setting up that project that I had. Um, that's really fun and then I got good around to doing this finally because and these things are always you know I've said this before these things are therapeutic for me I love talking to them even though not many people probably listen to it at the moment. Um, it still feels good to you know you know get my words out and talk about film. so um, if you're kind of experiencing any of this, I had a lot of conversations with friends of mine and uh, a particular friend who always knows what to say. Um, love her so much. Uh, one of my dearest friends. She always knows what to say. She got me through some of it as well. Just remember this. It's not permanent. And if you can... You have people around you. You have friends. So talk to your friends. Um, hang out with them. Actually have company. Don't isolate yourself too much because I you know, I had periods where my brain where I'd be like, Well, I want to be alone today, I don't want to be with people. And there'll be other times where it'll be like desperate for company, everything. It's a really like a roller coaster of emotions, really. So it'll pass and you'll feel much, much better later. You'll you know, you'll if you believe in yourself and, and if you um and if you have ambitions and you chase those ambitions and you do things to um you know, take on those steps to reach that goal, and have you know have goals for yourself and reach those goals. You know, you know you'll feel you'll feel much better. You'll feel very happy. You'll be content, and you know you'll, you know you'll you will make up something yourself if you put in the effort and and uh, you know if you truly believe what you're doing. You know is you know good for you. Just do it good do it's good for you. Like I know there's going to be stressful situations where it's going to be shit, but Always just make time for yourself and, um, take care of yourself, really. Self-care is very important. So, I'm not a therapist, so I can't really, fucking say much, but, um, take this with my limited vocabulary and my, uh, sometimes dick-headedness, if that's not even a word. See, that's not even a word, but I make it up anyway. Um... So you don't want really to take this advice from me, but I just wanted to say it anyway because it's 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 therapeutic and cathartic for me to say this, and because I feel much much better now than what I did before, and I'm um, make I'm actually making shit now, so it, it feels good, and I'm writing again. So I spent about five hours today writing, so um, it felt good, it felt really good. Uh, so yeah, that's it. That's the Horror October recap, and that's a bit of motivation for ya. On a Tuesday. Fuck, I wish it was a Monday. That'd be much, much cooler. Would have worked better. <laughs> um, next podcast will probably be about Star Is Born. I went to saw Star Is Born. Fucking loved it. One of the favourites of the year. So, next podcast will probably be a little musical prop- podcast. Music-filled f- podcast. Um, Star Is Born and Bohemian Rhapsody. I'll be talking about both of those films. Maybe I'll probably chuck in some albums I've been listened to recently as well in terms of music in general. Might talk about music as well. So, yeah, look forward to that. That'll probably release within the next week or so. Um, I'm looking, probably going to see him wrapping on Thursday, so we're probably looking at a, I'm pretty busy for the rest of the week, so we're probably looking at maybe like a Sunday night or Monday release, maybe Monday night release for that. And look out for the project, um, the special project I had planned. It is officially called the Wickhaven Conspiracy Tapes. Um, so I just want to say that. It'll be either six episodes to ten, six minimum, ten maximum. It'll be on the CastBox Network, which is my, my podcast is on. But it'll be under a different section. It won't be under Casey News Podcast. It'll be under probably the Wickhaven Conspiracy Tape. So if you check out, if you watch out for that, they'll be under there. Um, I don't know if we release them month, monthly, weekly or monthly. It's kind of like half improvisation, but also very much planned as well. So, um, yeah, that's that. So, yeah, uh, have a good rest of the week. Take care of yourself. You're going to see Bahamian Rhapsody. Fucking, yeah. Have fun. I'm really, really looking forward to watching it. Um, and if you haven't seen A Star Is Born, fucking go and see that. Holy shit. That is going to get some awards recognition, i tell you. And it's also very fucking sad. But it's also really fucking good. Um, and I'll be talking about that next week. So yeah. <clears throat> Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. And uh, I'll talk to, you on, on, uh, talk to you next week.